You're listening to the Sprint Hard Iterate Fast podcast, where we look inside the most innovative companies creating exciting new jobs. I'm your host, Reggie James, and I've worked with many startups, three I co-founded, two that scaled to employ hundreds of people. On the Sprint Hard Iterate Fast podcast, we're getting candid stories and trusted career advice from CEOs, CTOs, and product leaders who are building amazing teams right now. Want to learn how to stand out and be noticed by some of the top tech companies worldwide? Hang with me as I uncover the secrets of their success. Well, today I want to welcome our guest, Joanna Aubin. Joanna is the co-founder and chief product officer at Trace, a startup that empowers every business to reach net zero. Joanna, welcome to the Sprint Hard Iterate Fast podcast. Thank you. Great to be here. Awesome. I want to start out and talk about Trace. What is Trace? So the way I would describe Trace is we're a climate tech platform that helps um, small and medium enterprise businesses on their journey to net zero. What that actually means is we we help companies measure and manage their impact on the planet that they're having through their operations, how they reduce that over time and how they engage their staff in that journey from day one, making it a whole company mission rather than a, a, a leadership level tick box. Nice, really interesting stuff. So how did you get the idea? Like where, where did that come about? How did you start out with Trace? My co-founder and I have been friends for many years and we actually had a hobby-based business that we started whilst uh, juggling our normal jobs quite a few years ago. We learned a lot through that experience and it was it was a business that had a physical product and a supply chain and we wanted to make that business sustainable We and we found that really hard, really hard with budgets for a small business and just a really hard thing to solve. So a lot of the inspiration of Trace has stemmed from enabling and democratizing the capability for small businesses to be able to take action as well as large. It shouldn't just be large businesses that are able to set a net zero target, for example. We want every business to feel empowered and confident to do so. So that's where a lot of our inspiration has come from. Very cool. And I can see that being a huge benefit for small and medium businesses that may not be able to, you know, that may not have the resources or, or the focus to be able to put so much effort into that. You are a first for Australia, but I imagine that there's probably quite some competitors out there in the market globally. How do you differentiate Trace, you know, and, and stand out, in a, you know, in the market? Yeah, I think the area of or the, the kind of value chain where there are more competitors for us is in the carbon accounting, the core kind of carbon accounting space, which is the bit where we measure emissions of customers. There's less competition and we are unique in our offering of engaging staff in that process from from the outset and making sure your workforce is united in taking climate action together that's kind of the key part that we differentiate i'm interested to know what's the what's the next big thing at trace what's what's kind of got you excited you know to to wake up and and you know work on the business where I'm where I'm currently recording this podcast from probably is the biggest thing that's happening at, at Trace at the moment. We've we've always been a global company in how we've approached the, the market, but we've recently formed a team in the UK and have boots on the ground here now and I've moved over to the UK from Australia to lead that operation for us. We're kicking into gear over here in the UK, kind of yeah, embedding ourselves in this market, which is a really exciting move for the business. 
Is there a, a particular reason in, in terms of, you know, the industry or the partners or or the relationships there already? Like what's the what's the drive behind the connection to London and what has it been like for you, I suppose, taking the business, you know, to the other side of the globe? Yes, well, I'm not sure if you can tell by my accent, but I'm originally from the UK. Um, so is my co-founder, which makes going live in that market. There's there's some familiarity there for us both um, and network, which which helps with launching a business. And it helps with the, the move physically to that country and going back to, I guess, what you'd call home for, for some time. So I think the other the other angle outside our sort of personal lives is that Europe and the UK have been leading areas of the world in in climate. Um, it's where a lot of legislation and targets have been originally created. So there's there's different kind of stages of advancement around the world um, in climate strategy and how countries are progressing towards net zero. So it's an awesome place to be to hear and feel that the different stages of that progress in comparison to Australia. Nice. Really makes sense. And I, I love the, you know, the idea of going home and having those networks and relationships there. I'm a transplant as well from the States. So uh, I, I get that, mm -hmm. uh, that kind of drive to get back to where family and the networks are. I want to shift a little bit and talk about your career background. So I understand you are, you know, a trained civil and structural engineer. How did you break into product management? A lot of people who would be listening to this podcast are interested in, in developing a career in tech. And I think as well with the work you're doing, like it's an inspiring position to be to say, hey, now I'm an entrepreneur. But I it sounds like you, it seems like you, you you moved through the product management space first before you jumped out and did your own thing. Can you tell us how did you get into product management? I think I, I started in product management when product management wasn't really a thing. <laughs> um, it wasn't something I'd heard of. Um, and I joined a, a graduate program in a product team that was very nascent, the first retail renewable energy supplier in the UK. So maintaining my sort of interest in sustainability in the green transition coupled with product i think the thing that stood out to me about product at that time were the credentials needed for that role or the way that that individual should think which really aligned to the skill set and way that you're promoted to think in an engineering capacity as part of I guess civil and structural engineering, I really focused on sustainability and how we were going to make it through that green transition. So I'd focused a lot on the rollout of electric vehicles through the UK and transport and traffic modelling associated to that. So there's been connection the whole way through for me in that sense. And I think generally in engineering, you do a lot, I guess, generalised sort of learning around software problems and how you solve those multidisciplinary sort of thinking, which is very applicable to product. The skills that you learn, they're really applied well. So would encourage anyone thinking about doing that transition if they're worried about not being a good fit it has been a good fit for me and I've seen quite a few of my peers make the same transition as well and I loved product from the moment I started doing it it just felt like a good fit for me so continued my career in product before taking the leap of faith to be a founder of a business. No that's really exciting so it's interesting you said you you knew kind of right away that that was going to be the the right direction for you I suppose some people listening might not you know, they might not know, I guess, in, in your opinion, like, what do you think are the, the right skills, you know, for someone to be successful in a product management career? I think one of the core things is that you're 
you're solving problems every day and it's about identifying problems there's in varying whichever I guess in different companies product can look and feel really quite different for example it would be very different in a bank compared to a, a tech startup so I think it's important to understand what product means for that company that you're you're looking at but overarchingly I think there's a real multidisciplinary element to the role where you you connect to many teams within the business and you're a bit of a connector for those teams so you have to have a high level understanding of what every team is trying to achieve and empathy for everybody in their roles in that which I think is an important part of the characteristics of someone that can be successful there problem solving ultimately you're just solving a load of different problems depending like they could be of all shapes and size depending on what what you're applying that skill to. So so really interesting that you differentiated between product and tech and product and banking. I'm interested from your perspective in, in terms of having a career in product and then moving into starting your own business, what skills and, and what things did you do as a product manager that are serving you well as uh, an entrepreneur and a co-founder of a business? And also maybe talk to us around where you think you may not have been prepared. Oh, many things I was not prepared for. <laughs> and I think that naivety is what makes you you take the leap of faith, if I'm honest. What's been really helpful from my product career is understanding and managing engineer software engineering work. When you're building a tech platform, having someone who can understand that and understand at a high level effort required to do things complexity is really important it's meant that we could hire our own in-house engineering team and I felt confident to manage that whereas I think if you had no background in that it would be quite a different language to sort of be speaking to people and building a team around so I've, I've had a lot of experience managing engineering teams in the past and working with those teams building culture in those teams and helping break down business I guess outcomes into tangible tech priorities and then what that work actually actually is that you want them want that team to solve for so that's been hugely important I think the other element that's been important is a way of kind of lean or agile thinking around a problem, needing to solve it completely to actually validate that you're on the right path. It's about breaking down. If you're, if you're headed somewhere on a journey, what are the things I need to see on the way of that journey to know I'm on the right track? And that sort of thinking, I think, has, has really helped. And how you can do that in a lean way is particularly important to a startup that needs to learn fast and iterate and pivot quickly based on those learnings. And that's kind of the core application of the product role to my to part of my role as a founder. But the role of a founder is much broader than those kind of traditional sort of product elements. I think the bits that you can never be prepared for, for are like fully hiring and managing your own team, building culture for the business and how important all those elements are. We've always my co-founder I've always really valued that we know we can't do anything without our team so our team is the most important asset we have but experience in managing that is was something I, I, I hadn't built a company of all the different disciplines you need to build it with from scratch before so that was learning on the job and constantly seeking out mentorship to help and guide you on that journey. Really fascinating stuff. And and I love your last point about seeking out mentorship and help. And I think that's something that's quite appropriate for people, you know, wanting to move into to a tech role, wanting to move into product or, you know, an entrepreneur. I'm particularly interested in what you talked about when you talked about, I suppose, not, you know, not having 
suppose, seeing the, what will be involved in building culture. Um, when I looked at Trace and I looked at your, your background, I thought, man, with your background, with your company mission, it seems like it would really lend themselves to building a really innovative and passionate culture. Like I imagine you would build a, a, a business where people are really excited about what you're trying to do. So can you talk to us about the culture that you are building? What, what, what is the culture that you are trying to create? As you said, like I mean, it, it's um, not incredibly hard for us to find passionate individuals about climate. It's about which, which is amazing for us, and I think every single person we've hired has had that streak in them that they feel passionate about the topic that they're working on. Otherwise, that there, there wouldn't be really a reason for them to apply for the job with us. The element of the the role that would ring true to many other startups is the flexibility and ambiguity that a startup brings in a small team at the beginning of a business's journey. That is a particularly unique scenario to have to work in, regardless of what you're working on, whether it be climate, health, you know, whatever topic your area you're focusing on problem solving in what is required of that individual is very different to being in a structured corporate team where the bounds of your role are very defined in a startup they're just not and finding the right individuals with the right mindset for that environment is probably one of the more challenging things to try and kind of sieve out of an interview process um, really need to have a growth mindset and I think that's a really important part of the culture that we're building that every individual feels empowered by problems rather than overwhelmed by them because you're going to face them every day and you need to feel energized by that otherwise the job will feel stressful for you rather than enjoyable and give you energy nice i like that empower empowered by the problems rather than being overwhelmed by them like i feel like that's such a a nugget of wisdom, which I'm always looking for on this show. I, I think what you're describing is yeah, definitely that startup environment where things are unsure and there are lots of problems that you, you have to deal with. I wonder how do you maintain a positive and productive culture when you're experiencing growth, when there is change in the business? How do you keep things productive? How do you keep the energy high? We've had a lot of change in our business recently and I think one of the core ways to do that is make sure you just keep bringing people together. Everybody's Everyone's a human at the end of the day who enjoys having a laugh and we value not taking ourselves too seriously. I think one of the key things and oh I wouldn't I wouldn't call it a mantra but a saying that I love is enjoy the journey and if you're not enjoying the journey then you maybe need to change the journey that you're on so regardless of how much change there is and I think if you've got the right people with the right mindset who don't get overwhelmed by change so much making sure you just have some genuine time to enjoy each other's company and just be together as people and it not necessarily be work related helps everyone realize that everyone's there doing their job even if they have been maybe a little bit stressed or short with you or whatever like it's not intended and we're all moving in the right direction together yeah i think sometimes it's it doesn't need to be complicated like just spend time together hang out have lunch have coffee get to know each other like you're spending so much time with each other anyway you might as well enjoy each other's company yeah exactly 
I think really valuing that and making space for that is is really important, as well as in a kind of work sense, making sure everyone understands the priorities or challenges that different teams are facing at a high level. You might not need to know the details of what they're going through, but say understanding that one team is going through a particularly challenging time or facing a really challenging project helps everyone else empathise with, oh, they might be slower to respond to me or whatever it might be. I think having empathy and understanding at a high level of how and what everybody's working on is important as well. Yeah. Yeah, totally makes sense. On the Sprint Heart Iterate Fast podcast, we like to create an opportunity for our guests to give a shout out. I'd love to know if there's an example of an employee or team played a crucial role in shaping company culture or driving growth. Who might you shout out on the podcast? I think I would shout out to our head of customer success and impact, Jackie. She's been doing a fantastic job of actually setting up the entire function of Uh, customer success at Trace in the last six months, building out that team and now looking forward at what strategic priorities that team will have. And that team sits in the middle for us between what we're building and why we're building it and what we're selling to customers in the first place. So it's a super important team for us to make sure all of our clients are happy and moving forward on their their climate journey. So there's, there's a lot there's a lot going on in that role and she's been juggling a lot and handling that really well. And I'm really excited about the future of that team at Trace. Great shout out. Um, we also like to, I suppose, you know, someone might search this one day that's looking to, to work for Trace. I wonder, could, can you discuss any unique or unconventional perks or benefits that Trace might offer its employees? Flex. Flexibility is one of the the things that we really value. We, I mean, we launched in COVID, so have have been remote or hybrid from day one. It's how it's how we were built. So, I think that's that's something that might not sound unique, and most companies have some sort of offering there. But how what the bounds of that flexibility are? We we like to give you freedom to do to do what you need to do and when you need to do it as long as we're achieving our business goals that those two things can work together there's an opportunity to to actually own a piece of the pie at trace um and be a shareholder as you work with us and we can see if we can see that there's a long-term partnership there with you as an individual in helping the business get to where we need to be that that's certainly an offering that we we can have for our employees I think the the other one is is probably something that comes with the nature of a startup and a small team that if you're someone that gets itchy feet and likes to have lots of different things and problems going on not necessarily be in one refined space with your role there's huge opportunity inside the business to grow as the company grows and that moves at a fast pace so if you're if you're wanting to kind of really throw yourself in there's really opportunity to grow as an individual very quickly at trace really really good and and i say unconventional because the things that a startup can offer are not normal benefits that you might think of and i think those are three fantastic things that someone who was you know interested in applying and working at trace would, would find it really exciting one last thing we like to do before we close is we'd like to ask our guests for three pieces of advice for anyone who would want to apply and work work at Trace. What would you tell them? Like, what would you tell them three pieces of advice so they, they could stand out and be noticed by you? I think when you're building, I've got two in my head. I'll, I'll start there and see if I think of another one. I think when you're building a team and 
every individual has real power to shape that team um, in how they behave. So bringing good energy, positive energy to a team that is a culture add as well as whatever you do in your actual role and, and achieve in terms of sort of projects and outcomes and things. That's something that shouldn't be um, undervalued. I think if you're an individual that can can lift the room energy and all of that sort of thing, it, it's a really valuable trait to have. Small businesses, that is even more impactful. So a positive energy, I'd say, is is something that I'd look for. And I think the second thing that's on my mind, which is something I've already said, is around attitude to problems regardless of your role you're going to face different problems every day and they'll be out of the remit of your role and they might feel huge or they might feel small I think showing and proving your ability to handle that pace and change and approach to to having those problems be thrown at you all the time is something that will will really stand you in good stead for the actual job, showing that you don't necessarily take those problems on in a personal capacity. You hold them at arm's length and they're business problems and you hold them all, all out and look at them all and think about what the what the themes are between those problems. We don't have to panic and run around like headless chickens solving each one in isolation. That's something that I think if someone can show that they have the ability to do that and mindset to do that would be hugely valuable and something that would mean you'd thrive in the role. Joanna, co-founder, chief product officer at Trace. Thank you so much for joining us on the Sprint Hard Iterate Fast podcast. It's been a pleasure to talk to you today. Yeah, thank you for having me. Awesome. All the best. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Sprint Hard Iterate Fast podcast. You can find this episode's show notes and additional resources on www.beakerandflint.com. As a bonus, for the first 100 people to subscribe and leave a review, I'm giving away copies of my new book, Scale Up Culture. Scale Up Culture will give you a leg up in your career by showing you how fast-growing tech companies are building their teams. Stay tuned for more episodes on Melbourne's Tech Mavericks, 10 companies shaking up their industries in 2023.